Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Welcome. Tonight we don't have a whole lot to talk about, so we're going to read your email instead. <laughs> we can, those of you who are wondering where the second half of uh, the show with Earl, well, we're pulling a, a, a lost trick on you. You know, ABC's Lost, where they give you some new shows and then they disappear for a couple of weeks. So, thought you might get get you a little early jump on the way the TV season is going to go this year. That was the lamest explanation for what we're doing. We're just screwing with you, making you wait. How's that? That's well, you know, you don't don't you want? We got to a lot of emails saying it was a great show, and they can't wait for the second half. So, you're just gonna have to wait. All right. Well, do you want to read your email first? Take turns. Uh, well, yeah. Well, it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go. we'll figure something out. Just go with the flow. All right. Um. I've got here, I just have one I want to address because it's not so much we're going to answer anything or do anything, but it's from uh, Brian, and Brian has written a book called Disney World, The Full Report 2006, and he's sending it to me. I have got it. I've started to read it, and before I talk about it, Brian, I want to give it you know, a much uh, better once-over, and, and uh, you know, you wanted a true and good review, I'm, I'm going to give it to you, but I'm, you got to give me some time to really dive into it so thank you brian and uh for those who want to know disney world the full report 2006 i'm sure you can find it uh online amazon those kind of things i actually haven't looked to see where you can get it but anyways that's the one so brian that's coming um let's do this one Ah, cave wonder what kind of a name is that no just kidding uh this is from pat m um you know, first off, he's stroking the he's stroking the uh, <laughs> podcasters here, telling us what a great show we have, blah blah blah, yeah yeah yeah, um, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> you have this one too, Mike. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering okay. why you're not doing it justice and reading it from top to bottom. Okay, I, I'll I'll give it justice. But you know, it sounds like it's just you know well, patting ourselves in the back. I know it somebody. sounds like yeah. that, but you know, the listeners know it, these are not your words. You're just reading somebody else's words. Well, thanks for that explanation. Anyways, it says, <laughs> if you'd stop interrupting me, uh, Cave Wonder wrote, first off, let me tell you guys that this is the best Disney park-related podcast I've ever listened to. Thanks. The way you manage to show Disney in a different light and that they are not perfect is a quality I don't usually find in most shows. The other shows, none of them on the DPN, seem to feel like they are Disney. there are Disney executives standing in the same room with them holding up cue cards as what to say next. Sometimes I feel that afterwards that Disney executives just hand them either some kind of really exclusive trading pin or free <laughs> tickets to the Disney park. I was directed to this show from the Meandering Mouse podcast by a very tiny plug for your show. He mentioned if you want a Disney podcast that dropped the F-bomb, go listen to MiceCast. Well, thanks, Jeff. We appreciate that. It was then that I paused the show, good for you, and ran straight towards my computer just to check it out. My first show was Anything But Pirates, and after listening, I immediately went and listened to every show, some even twice. Okay, wow. Thanks. Thank you twice. Which finally brings me to the show request. I was wondering when we were getting to that, though I was enjoying this first sure, part. Nothing wrong On a previous show, you did a mailbag episode about what was your favorite attraction at a Disney park. I thought this was a great show, but also brought me to another show topic. There are so many good Disney park attractions out there, 
but there are also some very disappointing ones. So I ask, what was the most disappointing ride you went on at all six U.S. parks, and why was it disappointing? Could it be that it was built up to something that didn't meet your expectations? It was scaled back version or a previous ride you went on? Or could it be bad interactions with the staff running the attraction? I am looking forward to your next podcast and hope it comes very soon. With me going to Disney World August 20th, I would love to know which ride you hated, had bad experiences with, or just didn't feel compelled to enjoy it. Anyways, great job on this outstanding podcast, and I look forward to listening in soon. Best regards, Pat M. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Now that you say you're going in August 20th, I'm going to be there August 26th. So if you're there for a long period of time, you should email me again. If you're going to overlap, maybe I can tell you where I'm going to be. Maybe I won't. Uh, But anyway, so most disappointing attraction and why? Hmm, Mike, go first on this one. Okay. I'm going to put you on the dime here. Most disappointing attraction in all six U.S. Disney parks. All right. Well, I think we should leave out the obvious one for California Adventure. That that goes without saying, I think. The Superstar Limo? Yeah. That one doesn't... Yeah. You, we can't do that one? Well, come on. It's on everybody. You know what? On my other show, Imagine, Imagineering My Way, here's a pimp for my show already, the booby prize for rating attractions is called the Superstar Limo Award. So That's appropriate. I think that kind of goes without saying. So, yes, let's not... Um, Let's not count Superstar Limo because that's that's beyond bad. It's terrific. Maybe, All right. So let's so. see. Most disappointing. I'll start with Disneyland. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to necessarily pick one in every place. I'm just going to... Oh, well, you, I, thought we, you I thought the question was to hit them all. What was the most disappointing ride you went on? At, okay, well, one for each at all six parks. So go go ahead. Pick Disneyland, then I'll do a Disneyland, and you, do, you know, we'll go through Okay, I have to say most disappointing attraction at Disneyland for me. Duh. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm trying to Tomorrowland. Is there something in Tomorrowland? Uh, come on, I was caught off guard here. I feel like uh, I'm talking to my wife or something. Make your mind up. Is it something that's still existing or something that's gone? You know, use your imagination. He didn't actually say existing. I'm going to say rocket rods then. That was very disappointing. Why? Why was it disappointing? Because, you know, it was always broken, line was long, was over too fast. You know, you get that nice acceleration at the beginning, then scream to a stop, then accelerate, then scream to a stop. It was just a... It's like driving with my wife on a stick shift. But, you know, it says it's disappointing. I, you know, I was expecting something better, I guess. Really? Uh, I mean, back to the mice cast mantra of if you're going to change it, change it for the better. Rocket well, Rocks could ad- have been better than the people yeah, the over, but was I don't there. think it was. The attempt was there, but they failed. All right, so you tell me what disappoints you at Disneyland. But at least on that one, they realized their failure and, and shut it off. Of it. Yeah, just like Superstar. <sighs> yeah, that one took a little while, though. Um, disappointing. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. <laughs> disappointing? He's such a crazy guy. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't get me wrong. I love the attraction. But I was disappointed based on the hype 
yeah, and what okay. it was supposed to be okay. and what it ended up being. That's why I was disappointed. Okay. <laughs> Fabulous attraction. The best God-blessed queue, I think, anywhere in all, all the parks, uh, even when it's not working correctly. Um, but I, I was a little disappointed with the attraction. No Harrison Ford. I've got some stand-in, third-rate Indiana Jones. The effects they haven't kept up in the attraction. There's one great effect they that no longer completely works. completely ditched it. Um, one, in the, one in the queue that no longer works. And it was built up to be so much more. And I'm probably going to leave you hanging on that because I was actually going to cover that in an upcoming Imaginary My World okay, podcast. Okay, fine. So there's some more detail on that. But that, okay. that would be my California, my Disneyland disappointment. All right. California Adventure. Hmm. I'm going to have to say the Golden Zephyr. <laughs> the Golden Zephyr. You were, you were really anticipating something big there? <laughs> Did you not get what you saw before you walked on? <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, yeah, you blew it. That, that was your choice. Wait, no, 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 no. You blew it. No, screw you. You're done. Wait a second. You, this is the guy that can't have just one favorite. Always has to have an honorable mention. Well, screw it. I can I can <laughs> you, do more than you, one disappointment. You blew it. Uh, Mulholland Madness. Oh, come on. That ride is so much fun. This scared the living crap out of me. And I'll tell you why. Being a guy that, you know, plus is six foot by a little bit and has a few pounds on him, I felt like I was going to fall out of that freaking attraction <laughs> how funny at every turn. Is, how funny is it our two disappointments at, at DCA are both off-the-shelf <laughs> attractions? Well, yeah, it's basically, what do they call it? Um, uh, what is that? Something mouse, a... Uh, Mad Mouse. Cra- Mad Mouse, Crazy Mouse. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can build one of those on Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's no big deal. Uh, very disappointed by it. The lines are way too long. Uh, Carney off the shelf. I, I don't mind off the shelf if they're themed properly. Obviously, uh, something like Dumbo, the original Dumbo, was a pretty much uh, off the shelf type technology. A carousel, you know, it's not pretty much just you know like an un or off the shelf thing. If, if it's themed right and it, it works, great. Actually, the Zephyr and that that stupid uh, orange, which I'm too heavy to ride on. Yeah, same here. The stinger. I, I don't care. They're, they're, they're themed. They look. I actually kind of like this. You know, I like the stinger. spaceship thing of the Zephyr. The stinger looks cool. I just can't ride it. Um, even if I dropped 20 pounds, I probably still couldn't ride. There's a pretty low weight limit. Was it's it 200, 200 pounds? pounds? Yeah. Okay, so I'd have to drop 30 I'm, pounds. I haven't. Know, I haven't been able to ride it since high school. At that point. Yeah. So. So okay, that's California Adventure. Um, right. So let's right. move on. You know, take our five-hour flight across the uh, country, over flyover country, land in Orlando. What's, so what you want to... Magic Kingdom first. What's, what's your biggest it, disappointment at Magic Kingdom? Say, I want to state the obvious, but I want to try to be le- unpredictable. What, stitches? No, I've, I haven't been on a stitch, so I, I can't, I can't you comment. You didn't do stitch last time no. you were there? No, the kids, kids are a little young at that oh point. Oh, my God. You ever heard of a thing called Baby Switch? For some ride that a lot of people don't like? No, we're going... We'll be going on everything this time. You know what? I, th- we have some new people, or I should say new DPN members that have never been to Disney World. A lot of people are saying, you know, don't bother with this, don't bother with that. No, no. Uh, my, my, my philosophy, especially if you're a Disneyland person and you, you really are prideful of Disneyland and how a lot of our attractions are the original or better or whatever your twist is, you should at least write it so you can 
say for yourself, yeah, that thing sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be that busy when we're there in December. Ride everything you can. My let's see, second my second trip in 1982 went with a buddy of mine. I'm 18, I'm 19, he's 18. We rode Dumbo, we rode the Carousel, we rode every God blessed ride there yeah. just to say we did it all. Didn't matter if we I have no problem with that concept. I have no problem with that concept, but you know when you're traveling with the uh, oh, don't you know, make don't let the kids be your excuse. Richard fine. did this too, and I about you know bitch slapped him. Hey, did you want rock and roller coaster? No. Why not? We missed a lot. Like the latest brand new thing there. We missed a lot of stuff. You know, Karen didn't want to do this. God, you've just paid all that money to go out there, and you you're skipping things. Come on. Anyway, anyway, no, not Stitch. Uh, I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say Pirates. (laughs) Pirates Light. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And why was it disappointing, Mike? I don't know. You know, having lay back in my Dr. Phil chair and. Tell me why you were disappointed. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it, I, you know, it's, it's living too much with the original. And it, and Pirates is one of those rides that they didn't learn from their mistakes. Just like Pooh was a ride oh, they didn't wait, learn from. Wait, wait. What mistake was made? No, no, mi- okay, no, I'm sorry. Around. Not learn from mistakes. Didn't improve in the second time around. I mean, just like Winnie the Pooh did not improve you, the yeah. second time around. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was, in, was a knee-jerk reaction to put it in that park. Tarotero is not an improvement the second time around. No, but well, you know that's a whole other show. Sure. Um, so you're disappointed by pirates. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I, I'd say, uh, you know, I have heard some people say that they prefer it because they think some of the extra longevity of our attraction is wasted time, not necessarily important to the story. Uh, though I think the the offload's got to be the worst offload of any attraction because of the way it backs things up and keeps you almost in the middle. You're trying to enjoy the finale and here you see all the smelly crowd getting off in front of you. I mean, you know, it's it's just the visual is not good. It's not good um, show, I guess you could say. Um, I could almost agree with you on that one, but see, I, as, many, as, as much as people complain about Stitch, I don't know if I want to say that. My, I guess my th- biggest disappointment was I'll say Stitch because I never got to see Alien Encounter. Because I would like to see that. I think the technology in Stitch is pretty cool. The story is so-so. But you know, I don't get so hooked on the stories. A lot of people right now are just everything. Oh, the story sucks. There's no continuity. There's no this. There's no that. Oh, yeah. you know, Pirates, there's no story. I'm sorry. You know, the Haunted Mansion, there's bordering, no story. Bordering you know, it's, exp- it's, it's experiences, have a story. you know. A lot of these things are experiences. And, Walt's, you know, there's quotes about Walt saying these aren't stories. These are experiences. You know, even the dark rides. And, and, and I, okay, I'm going to clarify this again, especially for Jeff in Houston. A dark ride is <laughs> the freaking Fantasyland dark rides. And I even found a quote to that. And he can look it up if he wants. There's two field guides from Walt Disney Imagineering right now, written by Imagineers, one's for Epcot, one's for uh, the Magic Kingdom. Why they skipped Disneyland, I haven't figured it out, but remind me of that because I found out something today by one of my moles that's going to shock you and kind of see why everything's pushed at Walt Disney World. But anyways, to tease you on that, um, in the field guide, it, it, it defines dark ride. And dark rides being what is referred to as the Fantasyland type rides that are totally enclosed, totally enclosed environment, blah, blah, blah. But for the Fantasyland, 
animation rides, basically. Now, some could say, well, you know, Horizons was totally enclosed as a dark ride. No. It's not what, the, not what the term a- dark a- ride was intended for. So, you know, if Jeff's going to keep correcting me when I say soaring instead of soaring, which he is correct, I'm going to keep correcting him that a freaking dark ride is in Fantasyland. It's a little, well, Monsters, Inc. would be considered a dark ride, but that type of ride. So, enough of that. So, that's where I'm going to go with, with Stitch because I wanted to see Alien Encounter, and I really don't like that little freaking You don't like Stitch? Anyways. I don't like Stitch, and I didn't like him all over the monorail. I didn't like to hear his little freaking voice every time I got on the monorail. I understand that's gone or is leaving the monorail. I'm so happy. I'm just not a Stitch fan. So, forget the whole cartoon thing in Tomorrowland. It's just, you know, I, I think it's a great show. I mean, technology and all that. I just think the show in general lacked a little bit so i'll go see it because i'm one of those people that yeah, you know, i'm there everything. i might as well get on there and see it you know as, as as bad or as slow or as whatever it may be i still want to see it that's just that's just my thing so okay so magic kingdom done uh i think we're just going to pick one his 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 um email didn't say one per park but i, I think that was kind of inferred we'll just go that yeah. route so epcot's the next one in line um most disappointing. Journey to Imagination, the current. The current one. Yes. What about the original? I love the original. Okay. I gotta say, I, I I understand your choice. The original, I enjoyed it, but was not my favorite of all the, the attractions. No, no, I there. would say it was my favorite of all, but, but you know. I think it was a psychedelic psychedelic dope trip, but um, <laughs> it, it definitely was a product of its time. And definitely it was much better than the attraction that's there, that's there right now. So I can understand that. Um, definitely understand that. Hmm. You want to elaborate any more? Or is just, you just, uh, just, what, what don't uh, you like about uh, it? What's, what's I don't know. They, they've gutted too much of the ride. They, you know, they, they've ripped out a third of it. They, one, of the, one of the things they've done, which is things we've ranted about before, is they... Sacrificed attraction space for retail space, a retail space that you have to walk through when you yeah, exit the attraction. That, that retail space is not that large, and they've got the whole interaction bullcrap on the way out, which I'm not that thrilled with, anyways. I like the old one better, granted, but yes, but it's still something you have to walk through to leave. You know, it's funny <laughs> you mentioned that. Those two, uh, I almost said jokers, but they're not jokers. The two guys over at Mouse Tunes, Lou Mangello and I always forget the other guy. Nathan name. Rose. Oh, Nathan. That's right. That's the guy that hated Disneyland. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't hate Disneyland. He just ragged on Disneyland. Anyways, Nathan um, was commenting that he, if I understood it right, that he didn't think Disneyland had enough shopping, that he couldn't find anything, and there wasn't a shop at the exit of every attraction. And the funny thing is, all the people here at Disneyland complain that there's a there's a shop at every corner. Too many. And every time you get off on an attraction. So I thought that was kind of a funny thing, that maybe they're so used to that out there that that's expected. Hey, I need to get my mug from this when I get off or my magnet from that. I, I don't know. But I just thought that was an interesting comment. Okay, so I am going to... This is hard because there are a couple disappointments but my biggest disappointment, let me think, TikTok, TikTok. Of course, probably a lot of people would say, I think I'd say the the Mexico. Uh, no, I found uh, disappointment. No, no, I, it's, it's, it is what it is. I don't consider it a disappointment. Um, I've got to go with the current Living Seas. 
and the reason is because the old one rocked, yeah. and the new one barely rumbles. I mean, it. Uh, now this took is out the, they took out the ride vehicle, well, but no, the ride vehicle is coming back coming in back. with the Nemo. But there's my disappointment again. Another freaking Pixar attraction in a future environment to bring a cartoon synergy, which I don't believe is necessary. I understand it might help keep the kids interested in Epcot since even, uh, you know, see, I, I was 18, 19 when I saw it, so I considered myself a kid at that time. I enjoyed it. I didn't mind being educated and entertained at the same time. But the old one, to me, even though the hydrolators didn't really go anywhere, the whole kind of immersion of their trying to give you the illusion of being taken down under the sea, and you had all the interactive stuff, uh, taking that little ride. I thought that was all very cool. It was, it was, it was jamming. I loved it. This new one, you know, we went on it the last time we were there in March. It was closed in August when we were there again. But, you know, I asked the cast member, I said, didn't there used to be a little attraction? She goes, oh, when was the last time you were here? She goes, I've been here a while, and that, it's never been open when I was here. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's too bad for you. That's disappointing. But it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll, you know I'll wait and give some judgment again after I see it in 17 days and a few hours. But <laughs> I, I'm disappointed with the, the, the way it was when I was there last March. It's supposed so to be a that, whole Finding Nemo... Yeah, just... Oh, uh, uh, all right. Okay. I can only imagine what's going to happen to the submarines. But anyways, I digress for a moment. So should we, call, should we consider um, Future World and World Showcase as two since they're so big? What, do, you yeah, have a, do you have a disappointment yeah. in World Showcase? I don't know. I'm just saying, since it's so big and like two parks anyways, and was intended to be two separate parks, maybe we should treat it like that. Okay. Hmm. All right, then mm. the outpost is my disappointment. The what? <laughs> Equatorial Africa outpost? The, that the one? African outpost. It's like an afterthought. It's like a stop to refresh yourself with a drink so you can continue your journey. Yeah. I didn't... I, well, yeah, I can say my disappointment <laughs> is that a lot of the pavilions they advertised never made it there. You know, Russia, Israel, um, Equatorial Africa, a few of them. Okay. But if I was going to go for one, I, I, I'm going to generalize. It's not any one of them disappoints me, at the, but that there's not enough attractions overall. You know... Could the Italians give us something more than just food and shopping? Could the Japanese give us more than, you know, a bunch of restaurants? Uh, I like I like the films and, and all the the pavilions that have them. I, I find that very entertaining. I'd like to see what these countries are about. Morocco's the same way. You're immersed in it. If you get back in Morocco, you're like really immersed in the architecture. But unless you want to eat monkey brains or um, chilled you know, monkey brain. <laughs> or you know something like that. It's like you know, yeah. There's some street entertainment. Yeah, blah blah. blah. No, all right, well, okay. Uh, let's go around the world. Mexico has a ride. Was it uh, Tiempo the, de? Uh, yeah, River of Time. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I hear the three caballeros is rumored to come there. Now, I, I haven't seen the three caballeros in quite some time, but I seem to remember that was more South America than Central America. Yeah. I think there might have been a Mexico twist there, but it was Argentina for one. I know. Uh, was it Brazil? Yes, it was all was, very South was, American. Was yeah. Mexico included I don't, in that? I don't think so. 
But then again, uh, so. uh, my shady memory. But anyway, Mexico or, has yeah. has an attraction. Yeah, you know, Nor- it's, it's, as cheesy as it is, uh, I like it because it reminds me of, if you had wings and a little in a little ways, <laughs> those shadow projections. I love that guy that's trying to you know sell you something as you're going down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. You know, it's just it's cheesy fun. I I enjoy it. Yeah, there's no line anymore. Ah, so <laughs> what? I, I enjoy it. Right. No. And the pavilion overall is very cool. You know, the, the inside uh, like the blue bayou thing yep. and all that. Yep. I'm sorry, Norway. Norway has an attraction. And again, semi-cheesy, but I enjoy it. I, it's a nice travelogue. I, it's a little, you know, history and lore. I think it's kind of yeah, cool. that's fine. Next yeah. is China. China has an attraction. 360 film. I think okay. the upgraded one, taking all the Chicom stuff out, was a good good move by the Chicoms <laughs> to, you know... Take the emphasis off of the uh, the red Chinese. I think that was good. Then we got two in a row without an attraction, which is Germany and Italy. Well, you skipped the uh, Equatorial Africa oh, outpost. That's not a pavilion. That's, <laughs> that's a bunch of crates and a vending stop. <laughs> okay, so uh, Germany and Italia. Italia. Can't say that right. Food and drink. Italy. Food and Chopping. drink. Yeah, yeah. All right. Then comes the American Adventure. Oh, awesome. We know what's in there. Uh huh. Awesome. Then comes Japan. Uh, again, food and drink. I love the food there, but yeah, I'd like to be entertained a little more than you know a toy display. Yeah. Um, then Japan, then Morocco, nothing. France, monkey, chilled monkey brain. Chilled monkey brain. France, nothing. <laughs> no, uh, 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 uh. France has a film. They do. Are you kidding me? Have you been there how many times now? You didn't know they have a film. No. I just Are eat, you serious? I just eat there. Snails? I'm, I'm you go there and get the no, snails. No, I do not get snails. I get, I get the, I get oh the food. God, I, I get the food they, they stole from the fatherland. <laughs> really? Or motherland. The, the the Hungarians had something worth exporting that someone stole. Yes. And what did they they What did they steal from good old Hungary? Guess. Is that why you guys are still hungry? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not it's not escargot. No. Uh, have you ever heard that little? story about that little car with the S on it and they said look at that yeah. little S car okay yeah. um, let's think about it and uh, you might want to hit that mute button uh, crepes yes very good I said good. that I must have I must have hit yeah. the mute button you hit the mute that, button but it was yes. crepes yes crepes it's freaking I gotta replace this headset anyways um, good good see I'm Sorry. not as dumb as you think I am Yes, crepes. Uh, crepes so next one. Oh, so three, they don't have a 360 film. Is it 180, 270? Uh, 270, I hear. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's a pretty cool film, even for French. Um, the French can actually... It was a decent film. I like it. In fact, that's where I got the inspiration for the attraction. I'm not going to talk about it in this show, but we'll be featured I think, on I think I'm going to make a point to see that then. All right, you so sh- I can't believe you've been there what, uh, twice. You know, bah, 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 Come bah, bah. on. All right, then comes United Kingdom. Food, shopping. The, you know... And there's there's so many opportunities for an attraction at uh, the United Kingdom. I mean, I, I can pull one out of my arse right now. Um, the little people. It'd be a great thing for you know I, the Ireland side of the United Kingdom to have yeah. something about uh, the little leprechauns. Yeah. Hey, you know, synergy. Let's do Darby O'Gill and yeah. the little people. <laughs> I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. And then that brings us um, to Canada, and Canada oh, has a 360. Canada. Yeah. yeah, and it's rumored that they may get a more updated film. All right, so what's a disappointment then? More attractions? Yeah, yeah. I'd so. like to see more. You know, if it's... I, I could care less if it's a movie in every place. It's a travelogue. Then my son got tired of standing. And France, you get to sit. 
But, you know, of course, China and, and Canada, you have to stand. Um, and some more pavilions. I was waiting for the second tier of pavilions. That never happened. So. Okay, out of 11 countries, five have five, six have attractions and five don't. Almost a 50-50, huh? Okay. 60-40, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Well, you know, the United Kingdom is really kind of three countries in one. They just kind of lumped them together. So, you know, anyway. we, Scots, we Scots don't like those English people. So. Sure. They tried to breed you out. That's right. Nocturne was here. Prima Nocturne, first That's night, right. some, yeah. yeah we all saw Braveheart. Something. We know what it is. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, okay. MGM Studios, or the Disney Studios. The Disney MGM Studios, or the Studios, yes. Um, you'll be surprised by mine, but I'm going to let you do yours first. I think I know what yours is going to be. Um, do you? I think. Um, ah, see, the Backlot Tour. <laughs> was what Backlot Tour? <laughs> well, you know, I, I was going so through... You, you saw it in 94? 90. 90. And there was actually a Backlot at that time? Yes. And you actually traveled down the streets of America on the tram, too? Yes. Yes. Well, the 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 end or, opposite. Or you scurried by it. No, no. The the tram went down the New York. The, you know that New York Street they had. Yeah. One end of it had a, had the little arch. The tram went through there, and at the other end was where the guests. You know, you walked by. Yeah. Yeah. Up close to Cyclorama. Yeah, I gotta say we're spoiled by having Universal Studios Hollywood out here, which has an excellent tram. I understand that Universal out in Florida doesn't even have a tram. Attraction, sort of like they do here. So that was my disappointment. Okay. Mine is the great movie ride. Really? Is that where you thought I was going? Yes. And why do you think that's my disappointment? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it was hyped so much. I expected it was a great. I like it. I ride it every time I go. I enjoy it very much. I just, I don't know. I was expecting. Something more. I love the Wicked Witch of the West. I can't wait to get to that part of the attraction. Um, after hearing a few podcasts now, they kind of explain why there seems to be some gaps and holes here and there. Uh, it explains some of my disappointment levels, but um, I'm really disappointed I can't see it anymore from the street. No one's been able to really give me a, a good reason, a good concrete reason. I've heard all kinds of hearsays and what ifs and wherefores and all that kind of crap but that's that was my disappointment it's not to say I don't like it but from the hype when it first opened to when I saw it that, I that's another thing that that's morphed so much over the years Christian when it first opened both both ride vehicles were going and you know you could sit in the back and get the gangster scene or you can sit in the front and get wait, the western wait wait wait, wait. I, I'm going to stop you because you're, you're good at you're, you're almost describing it like that doesn't happen anymore yeah, well, when we went on it in August, they only took one car. When when we went on it in March, both cars. The first time we went in August, both cars. The second time we went late at night, one car. I oh. have a feeling it's by, you know, capacity in the seats. Yeah. 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 Well, one car. I'm sure Earl can chime in here yeah. sooner or later and tell us. If he remembers. Yeah, he probably wanted, you know, all those late nights on the... The uh, trapped on vacation home, drinking out <laughs> the the, well, the barbecue. I think it's fried his brain. But anyway, eh. all right. So 
What's left? Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Go for it. Dude, I can't say much because I didn't do much in Animal Kingdom. Maybe well, that's a half, maybe that a should half be, day park. Huh? It is a half Maybe that park. should be my disappointment that it's only a half day park. I, I mean, we went on the safari. Cool. Um, we went down to Dino Land for the kids to run around in the little, you know, play zone. We went on Triceratops Spin, and that was it. Couldn't go on Dinosaur. Couldn't go on... And why couldn't you go on Dinosaur? Height requirement. Ever heard of Baby Swap? Yes, but we don't do that. So... Yeah, oh, bull crapola. What? How did you you go on Test Track? We didn't do a Baby Swap. We went and somebody, somebody very kindly sat with our sleeping children. Is that... Not unlike a baby swap? <laughs> no, it's not a baby swap. A baby swap is when you have no option for someone to watch the kids. And one you know, parent you pay has to three or four grand to fly, to spend money. Uh, they, the, you know, you, it was, you, they did their thing. They did toddler uh, things. They, you know, did character meals. They played in the toddler land. Uh, this is exactly why I didn't go when my kids were toddlers. So. That and that you had no money. <laughs> that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I kept saying I was not going to take them unless they would remember it and enjoy okay. it. Well, and they, you're, I they mean, nothing against your little toddlers, but, uh, you know, 10 years down the line, they're they're going to know that trip by pictures probably, and stories you've told them, not probably. by any but now, regulation of their own. This time around, they'll be four. They'll be tall enough to go into about everything. I think there's only three attractions in the whole of Walt use, Disney World. Use a little be. discretion, unlike some other folks that we've heard about on some attractions who don't use discretion when taking their kids on attractions they should not be on. Well, I mean, like, we, I, I know that we won't take them on tough to be a bug because, the, see, the thing is, they won't do anything separate. Okay? Twins, what can you they, say? They won't do anything separate. But their personality is one will be, one will do anything and the other won't, the other one is kind of afraid. Yeah, which, so. which is which here, by the way? Can I put you on the spot? <laughs> It depends. It depends. Like, We're not talking about what they wear around their pants. No, no, it depends. Like, um, you know, bugs and lizards. Right? We have bugs and lizards in the backyard, snails. The boys always want to poke at the things and mess around and stomp on them. The girl's not interested. As a matter of fact, sometimes she gets a little girly about it. But uh, You say that like you're disappointed. No, no, that's why. But for mental toughness, there's things that just don't bug her that just make him cry. So it's not like in the Haunted Mansion where the boy won't smash the bug and the girl comes in and just smashes the living crap out of the spider? No. That's like my favorite part of that whole movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he'll do the bug stomping and she won't. But, you know, you talk about Mansion, he doesn't like the dark places. She doesn't care. What a wuss. We had to, we had to, talk, him in, we had to talk him into going on the Splash Mountain. Uh, but when it was... But, wait. But when it was done, it was, let's do this again. Oh, uh, you're... you're you know, I used to love to take my kid to the park. My oldest one got all the trips to Disneyland because when I worked there, my days off, bored, entertaining her, I'd take her back to the park. I, I was just back looking through some pictures. Um, remember what was that? What was the series that had Blue and um, Tailspin? Tailspins and all that. Remember they had that whole setup down yeah. the um, Small World Mall with the Tailspin. Yeah, and and and, the, and all the characters were in the motorboat cruise. Yeah, and all the well, yeah. yeah, we've 
I was just looking through a whole bunch of pictures I've got to scan to put on the website of that stuff. So, anyways, so, so Animal Kingdom, your disappointment in general is not enough to do in the park. Uh, yeah, just, no, no, there, I think there's plenty to do. We just didn't do any of it. <laughs> We did. We, yeah, you had to run back we, to the hotel, we, take we, your rest. No, we didn't. You know, the funny thing is that day was, for some reason, unusually hot and already in the morning. Magic, I mean, Animal Kingdom, it's always hot. There's, like, no air conditioning. I don't know. We, we I mean, we, it was an extra magic hour that day. We got in there. We went on the safari. We went down to Dinoland, rode a couple of things. The kids were playing around in the in the play zone. And my wife says to me, she goes, you know, I'm done with this place already. We hadn't checked anything out. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to give it a little more of a chance. I'm not a big show guy. Right? I, I've said that before. Though I wanted to see Tarzan Rocks because I'd heard it was good. Nobody else, well, my wife wanted to see it. The kids didn't really want to. They were whining. I wanted to, you know, slap them. But anyways, we just went on by. And, of course, now it's now it's closed. I heard the bird show was pretty good. In fact, it was kind of funny. The guy, uh, the hawker out there trying to get you to come in to see the bird show was making fun of the tiki room, saying it wasn't mechanical birds, they were the real thing. <laughs> that's um, funny. But I've heard that's good. We've never even wandered into that, what is it, where the characters meet you or something? What? Uh, Mickey's, or there's some kind of like, play, what is it, playground or something? I'd, I'd have to pull out my, pa- I don't have my passport right here tonight. Some little meet and greet area that we've never even wandered into, but we're going to check out all the little nooks and crannies this time. Uh, my biggest disappointment with the Animal Kingdom, other than it being kind of a half-day park, and other than the little river ride being closed, though I'm sure it was no high adventure, it would be kind of interesting and relaxing just to ride around the, the river um, in the park and see the dragon's lair that not too many people know is there, and just kind of get a grasp of what the park looks like. Um, the, equivalent of the, the equivalent of the steam train, you mean? Uh, no, it's probably more of equivalent of the swan Swan boats, okay. That are no longer at, uh, at the Magic Kingdom. But I'm going to say Dinosaur was my biggest disappointment. Though, again, I, I enjoyed the attraction. It's a lot like Indiana Jones. Jeff will say it's exactly like Indiana Jones. I'm well, the track pay. layout is... It? Well, that's what he says. I'm going to pay a little more attention this time. And if he's right, he's right. Um, oh, well. But, you know, I don't know. It, it was It's fun. I just expected a little more out of it. Kind of like the Indiana Jones thing built up. Uh, to be real big, and uh, I think it could have been a well, little better. I think its first iteration as Countdown to Exchange, Extinction was probably much better of an attraction than... What? So the name changed? I mean, it, no, it, they it, also it, toned down the ride, didn't they? I, well, having not ridden the first one, yeah, I don't well, know. I've had people tell me they've toned down the Indiana Jones, and I've ridden it for the very no, beginning. No, no, they have not. And I, it sure doesn't seem like it to me, but you know, I could be wrong. So that covers... Does that cover all six parts? Yes. Yeah, so... All right. So, uh, Pat M., there you go. Hope you're satisfied. Um, and if you're not, uh, write us another one and tell us why. I, I, well, that pretty much covers it. I mean, we could go into other attractions, but we're trying to pick one or two from each one. Yeah, part. yeah, no. We, so. we can now, um, now, let's not go. We're, we're done with that one. Um, All right, well, here's an, here's an email we got from a guy in, in Elk Grove, California. Elk Grove? I, and see, it says, I know where that is. It says, Feedback. Me like you show. <laughs> I'm liking his English already. Because <laughs> have you guys ever thought about setting up webcams so that people could watch you do MiceCast live? <laughs> uh, actually, yes, we have thought of it. Yes, it would be pretty cool just to watch how part of MiceCast is put together. Plus, I really want to know how much you got to 
you two guys drink during a show. I heard, the, I heard the cooler open every podcast. We haven't heard it yet, this one. So oh, okay. Just you mentioned the- you mentioned adult beverage, but it is alcohol or really Perrier. <laughs> Perrier, yeah. It's simple. Just post a date and time, and guys, your next podcast taping a wee. The listeners log in and watch. So simple and fun. Remember, you guys, the Bob, we're the Bob and Doug McKenzie of Disney Podcast. Hoser. <laughs> take, take off, eh? All right. More, more questions. Where is Richard? What does Richard do for a living? It has been a while since he's been on. Yeah. You didn't listen very close yeah, to some kidding. of the podcast. I'm sorry. Also, um, when did, wait. Richard oh, doesn't no. work for a living. Also, when is Disney going to tear down Toontown and put something worthy in there? Ooh, that's ouch. something. That's something good for your My Way podcast. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny that okay. you know who. And it's signed. Uh, wait, I have to finish this. Yeah, it's signed Scott Black, Elk Grove, California. And there's a P.S. Say my name on the next podcast. <laughs> so there, again. there you go, Scott. I, I, All uh, done. Wow. You know, Ron Dominguez's greatest achievement, according to him, uh, in an interview I read, was Toontown. I mean, it was a big thing to get a feel. Blah blah. Newest, you know, the newest land in the park in X amount of years. Blah 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 blah. Actually, I don't mind Toontown. I love the uh, Roger Rabbit's uh, spin. Nah, uh, Toontown's a, another place that's a shell of its former self. Considering some of the things that are no longer there, they're really cool. Uh, trolley, the bounce house, and how the, they've toned the things ball, down. The ball pit's yes. gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, granted. And it's a it's a haven for screaming little kids and mayhem and all that. I I think the facades it's a very cool looking sure. place. Sure. Oh yeah, it looks great. There's lots of little things to yeah play with. Come in, yeah, go into Toontown in the summer hours. Well, somewhere between you know May and August at three o'clock in the afternoon or so, and you'll see some of the best light on that area. It's great for photographs. It really brings out the color. It's, Toontown it's really at Christmas good. time also has some of the best Christmas decorations. Toontown at Christmas very cool too, yes. It's and it's much much better than Mickey's, Disney World's Mickey's yeah. Farmers Fair or State Fair or so, whatever. Yeah, who knows what the hell it is. All uh, right. Now, so well, you know, wait, 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 go back see what else. No, I'm, I'm think, not going to go what back. What else did he say? Uh, that mail, uh, that piece of mail must have went to you. Uh, okay. Uh, let's so. see. It said feedback. Thought about setting up webcams, yes. Yeah, we're we actually, actually have thought about doing one live in the park if we could get away with it. We just haven't really... You know, we have, we have a lot of things bouncing around in our brain, but we don't do a whole lot of prep for these shows, as you can tell. Uh, so. Here says, here's the cooler. Are we drinking really adult beverages? Yes. Yes. You know, if you want to see somebody drink on their podcast and drink to excess, try TikiBarTV.com. Oh, the time they're done taping their shows, they are smashed sometimes. It's very entertaining. And their outtakes are even funnier because sometimes you see the mic, you see how many times they do. It's it's um, <laughs> it's funny. They're great. Anyways, uh, so, whoops, i got to watch that anyways. Things. i got a negative. Is that your speech tick? Is that, that your speech tick? I believe tick? is my speech tick. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so well, let me go on to one. We got one from, hey, Lou Mangiello author of the Walt Disney World Trivia Book, Volumes 1 and 2. And thank you, Lou, again for sending it to me. It is good. I love the trivia. It's very fun. Very well put together. Very well thought out. Um, so he asked us something. But, you know, it's funny. I'm looking through all the emails because I was I was giving him a hard time about Nathan's ragging on Disneyland. And he, 
He's like, uh, just remember, blame Nathan. <laughs> I'm just an innocent <laughs> bystander. <laughs> but um, he did have a question. And... Oh, he well, sent that to you because... Yeah, what was his question? See again, or maybe he was just responding to the way. Feel free. I know to he sent us phone. a voicemail. No, that was somebody else that sent us a voicemail. Uh, guys, uh, oh, did we mispronounce? He was saying it's Mouse Tunes, Mouse Tunes, Mouse Tunes. Were we calling them something else? I don't know. Were we, were we calling them WDW Today by any chance? I don't know. No, 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 no. We, well, I don't know. We might have mixed them up with that or Mouse Mouse Guest maybe or Mouse. There's a mouse guest, but oh, have you seen their website? Just to, to get off on a tangent, I was they got some cool artwork. I see that. Yeah, I was listening to Nathan and Lou today, and they were talking about their beta site. Very cool. They're gonna once they're done, they're really gonna have a a lot of stuff that makes the rest of our sites look, you know, what pretty bad. Okay. But, you know, it's I want to hear what your big freaking announcement is. Oh wait, have we covered all our email yet? I want to. Uh, okay. Uh, I got one more. Do you? Because I, I says, thought I thought you told me we had a question from Lou Mangello and wait regarding no. your show and thanks. Oh, that's thing because he sent me his yeah. book, which I'll say thank you, thank you, thank you again. Um, what was this other thing again? We're probably just glad had. Yeah, we're just glad having each other and saying thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah. Hey, you're great. You're wonderful. Pat each other in the back. All this stuff. Okay. I got two um, more to read if you want. Wait. Mike, congratulations on MiceCast. Oh, wait. Oh, that's Bob and Lou. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We won an award. Oh, yeah. The, the, Sup the Supps Awards. <laughs> yeah. We had, like, the Best lamest <laughs> thank you speech. We, we should have got the booby prize for the no lamest thank you speech. You know, thanks to the rest of you guys for sticking to the 30 seconds. Yeah, Jeez. no kidding. We're all worried oh. about it. And yeah. That was they're going cool. on and on. Best Disney discussion. That's a stretch, All right. but... Do you want me to read these two, or are you going to yeah, just yeah, keep no, go ahead. I'm going over there? All right, so we got a show, one called Great Screw Show. You. Screw you. <laughs> Love the podcast show and the casual flow of opinions on the travel packages. Hard to say if they're... I think he's referring to when we're helping uh, Oak Fan with his, with his travel planning. It's hard to say if there's a right answer to go package or separate. I like the quote, don't spend time to save money, but spend money to save time. That must have come from you. Thanks for the hard work on the show. I have a four-year-old, so I need you to share some of your tips and how you do your visits with your kids. Greg's kids are older, so he's out of the loop a little now. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I think. Yeah. <laughs> Who lectured on me and what would never happen? I when think he had this is kids. the best time yeah. to share the park with her. She still believes these characters are real and loves to hug them all, even if that means waiting 45 minutes in line for a 20-second hug and picture. Ouch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> Our, our bio pictures, are they from the downtown Disney kiosk? <laughs> Keep no. up the fa Well, we'll talk about those. Keep up the fast turnaround times. You guys have become one of the top sites on the DPM. Show ideas. Take a guided tour and record it. That's not a bad idea. That, that's not a bad idea. You know, Just, speaking but, of... Uh, but he follows along. Probably illegal, but you are the rebel mice cast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Eric, Richard told me he found this. He says, boy, you and Greg are becoming known... And I'm like, what? He says, I was doing a search for something, came along something about a website, and, and it brought us up. I said, you could go find that again and get it back to me. You know, of course, dumb, sh dumb, dumb person didn't bookmark it, so now he's going to go try to search what search he was looking for uh -huh. again and find it. Areas outside Disneyland that would be worthwhile for visitor to check out and areas to avoid. 
areas to avoid. All the cheesy hotels are on Disneyland. Disney Walk. Why is this taking so long to get going? Do you know what he's talking about? I never heard of Disney Walk. The new Disney president, Ed Greer. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, believe it or not, that is my super secret double probation information. All right. Well, let's finish the email business. Wait, we'll get well, you, you forgot to answer something for the other guy. He asked, um, where's Richard and what's he do for a living? Well, I'm not going to answer that question. Richard has to what? answer that question. Well, where he's been is he's MIA, of course, and he can't find a studio. What he does for a living is Disney-related, but we can't tell you. Like Earl, Richard isn't his real name, so uh, it's just a cover. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, new Disney Prep. What will the park do after the 50th ends? Don't know. The Year of a Million Dreams, that's what they're going to do. They still well, don't we know, know what that, that means. Well, Did yeah, we do. I mean, they're, they're doing giveaways yeah. and that... Here's At Disney World, you can stay in yeah. the castle if you get lucky. At Disneyland, the pirate yeah, suite, which used to be the presidential all suite. All sketchy. Which, uh, all sketchy, sketchy. Yeah. All right. Disney from close to opening. What goes on in the middle of the night? I can tell you You that. and I Been both can talk about that because we both work great. So take care, Pete. Well, also you can't known talk Pete. about Disneyland. In no, I can talk about resort ba- after hours, though. Big big deal hotel. Whoopee. All right. Whoopee, you know what? Pete, also known as the government worker. <laughs> this, this, this is the Irvine dude. Uh, All right, so well, you know, I've got an email from a guy that SoCal.RR.com, which I know is a local uh, email address because I used to have one of those. In fact, the service got so bad now I'm on something else. But anyway. All right, so uh, <sighs> Pete, um, yeah, um, four-year-old stuff. I don't, I don't know. Greg's not gonna let me talk about that without crap, so forget it. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll, I know what I no, do. No, no, I'll just send them an email. <laughs> Uh, you, you are you are okay. a chicken shit. The bio pictures are they from downtown Disneyland? No. <laughs> Those bio pictures are about fifteen years old, probably. Uh, coming up on twenty. Oh, okay. I like the fifteen better. <laughs> a um, former acquaintance of mine who I went to high school with, who was a fairly decent artist, but a major pain in the ass. Um. He did those. He did a whole series Character, of stuff on caricatures. Us. Caricatures of Richard, Mike, and I. Of course, Richard is a cover. Mike and Greg are not a cover. Those are our real names. Yeah. Um, we're not podcasters. We just play one on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did one. He used to make fun of Richard because Richard was prematurely without hair. And he's got one of Walt and an ice cube being melted by the reflection <laughs> of Richard's forehead, which is hilarious. And Richard's like, ooh, I found him, I found him. Yeah. It's, very, it's very funny. He's got, he's got one of the three of us, like almost like the three musketeers, except... Three, uh, no, Ghostbusters. Well, okay, the Ghostbusters one, yes. But then he's got the other one where I'm Peter Pan, because for some reason he, I, he thought I was stuck in perpetual... Um, yeah. Childhood, uh, the boy that would never grow up. Richard was <laughs> <laughs> Richard was Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. <laughs> and who were you? Winnie the Pooh. I was Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Something about your shape. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yes. Uh, he was naked. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I didn't want to be Tinkerbell, but I didn't think I deserved Peter Pan either. I would have taken Goofy or uh, Eeyore, but. Um, I guess it's okay. I am young at heart, but it's just the little tutu thing. Just look funny on Richard with yeah. Tinkerbell, but I don't wear tights. Uh, I'm not a man in tights. Wear a kilt, but not a tight. Skirt good. So that, yeah. that's where those things came Yeah, so from. that's from the, the, the Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> where are the three Ghostbusters? Uh, just 
didn't want funny. to put our real pictures there, so those seemed appropriate. Alright, what else? Uh, I think this whole uh, Disney from closed opening might be a, a show in itself. No, you know, write that down since you're the keeper of show facts that we never get around to okay. doing or researching. But yeah, I worked. I worked for security. I think I've said that more than once. I worked on Graveyard probably for eight months before I went to the uh, swing ship. So I saw what it was like when there was hardly anybody in the park. It was it was awesome. But we'll do a whole show on that. It's very, it's a it's an interesting subject. So there's a lot that goes on in the middle of the night. Uh, what was uh, see the Disney Walk? I'm not sure. We have Downtown Disney. It sounds like he's a local guy, so I'm not sure what Disney Walk. And that's one I haven't heard unless there was some talk about something across the street where the Grand Hotel was for a while. Now, there is going to be some kind of mall or shopping oh, center where the Melodyland Church was. Yeah, that's supposed to stretch all the way to the stadium. I, I don't know that that's a, a Disney thing, though. Um, so, I don't know. No. I don't know what that one is. So, I'm sorry I can't I'm answer sorry. that one. And what's the other thing? Take a guided tour and record it. Uh, no, I wouldn't want to pay for it. I would like to see the walking and waltz footsteps tour only because I've heard some things from people and seen some quotes from you know kind of facts they tell you and can I say <laughs> um, it's again Disney per, uh, perpetrating uh, its perpetu- own myths perpetuating yes or uh, oh god yeah it just drives me to the alright and then here uh, areas outside Disneyland that will be worthwhile for visitors to check out well, that's also its own kind of a show yeah I mean there are there are a lot there, well, there's not. There's a few amusement parks. There's some, you know, uh, uh, museums. If you're willing to, you know, it depends on what you consider close. Because for me, anywhere from L.A. to San Diego is all I consider within driving sure. distance. Sure, two hours or less. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd even go as far as saying Hearst Castle is within driving distance, but some people would not. So. I wouldn't. That's a good. Uh, that's a good six-hour drive. You're a wuss. Uh, okay, so. That's the, all the, of no, uh, no. The last what? thing he has is Jeez, new. Dis- was, new. That's right. I forgot president. he's a government worker. He's got a lot of time to write. New emails. Disney president. And you said you have some. I do, but I'm going to save that for a little later so we can get through our emails first. All right. Well, I only have one more. Do you have any more? Yeah. Let me read one here. Okay. It's actually addressed to moi. Uh, it's see. Does he even sign his name? No, he doesn't. So. It's Narb in a I R B as part of his email. Uh, says, first I want to say I love the show and have been listening since the first few. Thank you. Recently on Mouse Tunes podcast, Nathan Rose talked about his recent trip to Disneyland. His review was both positive and negative of the park in comparison to Walt Disney World. But one thing he spoke about that definitely disappointed me was his supposedly bad experience with current cast members. If you haven't yet listened to the latest show, Nathan basically said he saw cast members chewing gum on the job. Oh, my God. Call the police. Um, That is true. Yes, I've seen that myself. Telling him and his party to hurry up on a ride. Never experienced that, but I understand it could happen. And other extremely rude behavior that, quite frankly, really shocked and disappointed me. You and Mike did touch upon some current disappointing behaviors with cast members and the ECB issue. It seems that even timid cast members like that one are the least of the problem. Forgive me if more on this issue was talked about before, but it's definitely worth discussing with what Disney can do to improve the situation, if they are doing anything at all. After all, this is Walt's Park, and I think the fact alone should make this kind of behavior absolutely unacceptable. What do you guys think of the situation? 
yes, we've talked about this a little bit. We could do a whole nother show on this kind of stuff. You know what? I, I have had equally disappointing situations at Disney World, and I just haven't harped on it because overall my, my trip Total was experience is good. good. You know, when you employ that many people, like Disney World or Disneyland does, you're going to find some bad apples. Now, unfortunately, Disney, the, the demographics around Disneyland is, is greatly changing. Now, I heard Nathan and Lou, I think it was actually Nathan, say something today on the show I listened to that made the comparison that at Disneyland, you have local people working there. This is their work. They make a living there. Yes. And at a Disney World, people retire to work there to have fun. Could be. Well, you know, maybe part of them, because you do see some elder, you know, I don't want to say elderly, but older cast members, but I'm sorry, most of the maid staff I saw are making a living. Yeah. No, and the I'd... maid staff there is very good. Grant, I mean, excuse me, I took a... Uh, a um, Suggestion by some website. I don't think it was Mouse Savers. Pre-printed all these little envelopes that they had made up for you that had characters' names on them. Said, you know, uh, mouse keeping or whatever they call themselves. You know, leave a dollar per person a day as a tip. And I, st- I started doing that. The first day, the service was absolutely wonderful. It was at the All Star, which a lot of people just call a, a Motel Six. Excuse me. I got great service. I can't say enough that even at the Value Resorts, which a lot of people bag on. It's really good service. So, anyways, I, um, I I don't totally agree with that correlation that people go there to retire to work. I think Earl might find that an interesting comment. Well, I um, I know that uh, some of the times when I you know I'm on the phone with the travel people booking my restaurant reservations or just making mm-hmm. my initial reservations, um, two out of three times it's a grandma. That's that's interesting. I've had one older couple younger. You know, sometimes voices are deceptive unless you kind of. Well, they they'll talk about know, how they, they bring their grandchildren. Yeah, oh, we, you know, because okay. especially restaurants. Hey, we're thinking about this. Oh, I bring my granddaughter there all the time. She loves it. You know, I get stuff like that. Okay, now. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean they moved there to do that. They might have already no, been no. living there. Might be their second career, or whatever. Right. You know. Now think about this though. You're tough. Out of the three or four times or five times, six times I've called, one time the woman told me she was actually in celebration. That's where her office was. So obviously she's in Florida. I've got one that was not in Florida. She's like a call center, let's say, in, it wasn't Boston, but it was somewhere in like the Northeast. They're not all in Florida. They're, they're, they're you know, call centers, if you will. But, Part of the I'm Disney Travel Company, but they're not all in Florida. Well, so. they're not in Florida. Why are you dialing 407? Why are you dialing I, Erica? You know, don't ask me that make sense. Right. what happened to the frickin' 800 number they used to have. Are they getting that cheap? Now that, you know, i got to pay a toll to call? <laughs> they don't want you calling them, I guess. I don't know. Well, you know, now they have little things that pop up online that says, would you like to speak to a travel agent? You just get a little pop-up window. You can talk live right now to a travel agent. You know, typing, of course. And that is my typing. That would be pretty, pretty yeah. embarrassing. Uh, I don't know that they don't want you to call them, but... You know, there was definitely a push in a lot of industries. I was on a UPS website today trying to track a package that was supposed to show up yesterday. And when you tracked it, it said, due to driver error, delivery <laughs> was not made. And it didn't uh-huh. show it going back out today. So I called them. I'm looking all over their website for a phone number. Of course, there's email links. There's all kinds. I mean, you've got to dig sometimes to find phone numbers. And it makes you think they don't want you to call. The Disney World website, you don't have to dig very much. And I had all my, no. my stuff with me. No, I was calling somebody the other day, and their phone number is very easy to find, but it's all IVR. 
Yeah. No option. Press something. Press this number to get a, a, a human being. Yeah. There's a universal thing called zero. Yeah. If oh no! You hit zero. That that choice. That selection is not allowed at this time. Oh, okay. Because a lot of my call, they don't give you that choice, but if you hit zero, sure. it takes you there. It's zero, star, or pound usually will take yeah. you out, but no, huh. not an Too option. Bad. Too bad for you. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I used to chew gum on the job. I just I did it, you know, kind of <clears throat> stealthily. I tried to keep it low-key. Sometimes you just needed some gum. You what know, a rebel. A, an Altoid or, you know, Altoid a Jolly no. Rancher. Gonna suck a Jolly Rancher now and then, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that. No, I don't want to hear that. Oh, it's, it's oh, you no, you no, not in this podcast. Oh, no. It probably would be the right podcast for this story. It was a story about a guy in no. communication and a phone call. You know what I'm talking about? That no, we won't. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it was, it was no, funny. stop. <laughs> it was it was funny. Stop. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, God, you know, hurry up on a ride. I. I've never had someone tell me to hurry up and write. I can see the impatience sometimes in the eyes of cast members when it seems not very clear to someone to get in, sit down, shut up, yeah, and let's on. get the ride yeah. going. Um, or they step on before they tell you to. You know, they've got their hand out, like, stay. You think yep. that's the universal sign for stop. Um, and they get on a moving vehicle. So... The patience level you have to have to work the attractions, I think, is very high. I, I don't know if the training is as good as it should be. What I find is cat, current cast members are always cynical about what they believe it used to be in their time. And Earl even made reference to this. You know, uh, Richard has been with the park 20-some years, 22 mm-hmm. years, 23 years. And, of course, he's going to say, back in my day, and you talk to a guy that's been there only 10 years. Well, back in my day... Talk to a guy five years back in my day. You know, it's always better back in your day. Uh, when I was a kid, I don't remember this ever happening at the park. Well, you know, you're a kid, you probably didn't really notice. Who knows? Uh, I always think there's a little nostalgia is easy. You know, hindsight's always pretty yep. or can be pretty. Yeah, I, I agree that Disney's got to work on it. I think part of it is their relationship with management to employees, which you know they got to deal with. With unions here, which is not as much of a problem in Florida as it is out here. I'm not a big union fan. I was a union president for security for a few years. You know, it's a necessary evil sometimes, but I see that in many cases you're representing the same guy over and over and over, and it's just, you're like, God, this is a pain in the ass. I, I mean, I want to do my job. The idea is to, to help this guy. Maybe he was ramrodded. It's, it's my whole kind of same theory with the way defense lawyers you got these days. Whatever happened to just making sure the guy gets the proper defense, now it's become win or lose at any cost. You know, you know a guy's guilty, but it's it's about technicalities and to get a guy off of winning versus, you know, did the guy really murder somebody? Okay, there's a technicality, we got to let him go versus, okay, to go he, and kill somebody again. You know, a, a, a crime of passion, which maybe doesn't warrant a death penalty like maybe uh, you know, a, a Jeffrey Dahmer, maybe. That that probably, I would say, is death penalty, if you believe in death penalty. A crime of passion, yeah, m- maybe that's, I don't know all the degrees. Is that manslaughter? Maybe first degree? Maybe it's 15 to 20. Though I'm pretty much, you know, fry them all, let God sort them out type of a guy. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, I don't know. So, yeah, cast members need some issues. It's not a perfect world. It's not going to get fixed anytime soon, either. 
you don't have a visionary like Disney around, you know, walk in the make, park, walk in nip, the park, nipping shit in the bud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll shoot. A lot of the supervisors we see are younger than. I. I mean, when I was there, supervisors were older than I was, not younger. I mean, I was in my 30s when I was there. It was people who had spent some time in the park. Um, and if they were young, they usually weren't given that much responsibility. They were working their way up. Or, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it is a much different world out here. It's the res- we're not the resort environment. We are a local park. Uh, I don't think that's an excuse for anything. But uh, when sometimes if you're going to work part-time and you can make a couple bucks more an hour working at McDonald's, you can walk in, walk out, and nobody gives a crap because even McDonald's standards are not what they used to be. Or you could go to Disneyland and have to put up with a lot of crap by supervision, and they're not—they're not being working around uh, work schedules so much anymore. But that's partly the fault of the employees because of the unions. They push back at Disney, saying you can't do this or you should do that, and Disney says we're going to follow the rules exactly. Then, not unlike what Walt did back after the strikes in what the uh, was it the late 30s, early 40s at the studio. Uh, you know, very disappointed by the whole thing, and said, yeah. "Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll follow the union, ru- union rules exactly, or whatever the rules are." And it's like it can be unfriendly. Then it's, it's like it's no longer a family place. It's about rules and regulations. Okay, you know what? I might have paid you overtime, but now I can't because overtime is this, and you know, it's yeah. just a well, hassle. It's, no, you want to hear a bureaucratic story? Talk about 30s and 40s. Um, uh, trying to remember the exact relationship uh, grandfather's uh, uncle had uh, a small company in the Bakersfield area and uh, this had to have been in the 40s late 30s maybe maybe after World War II late 40s so you know he's in there he's got some small little business with uh, you know 50 and so employees and some some government official comes and visits him and tells him you know, I demand that you have eight colored people working at your company. And this, this dude looks at him and says, okay, no problem. Picks up the phone and says, fire so-and-so and fire so-and-so. And the two people he fired were colored people because he had ten colored people and the guy said he had to have eight. Now, I'm not a bit of, bit, big political correct person. I don't use the N-word. I don't use a lot of words that I just don't forget political, <laughs> political correctness. I just don't think they're right. The word color, using a word like that today, even yes, it's but is, the, you're the, using it in the context of the, the of time the discussion. Using, yes, right? okay, I just yes. want to make that clear because yes, no, I know how touchy some people yeah, are. I know, yes, it it, but that was that was a kind you know I could they weren't using the, the terms we use today in the late forties, you know, and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it may have been more than colored people, right? Is that what but, you're saying? No, no, I that that's a term the government guy used. Oh, okay. So he says, okay, fine. I have ten, but now I have eight. Are you happy? <laughs> so it's just, just, uh, it's, just yeah, retarded. It's, it's, a, it's a sad thing sometimes. All right. Well, you know what? I, there's a couple other emails I got to read. There. We don't have to respond to them. I just think we should read them. Because yes, we've got we should them. read them. I have Excuse one more. Excuse me. Okay. Well, I'll do mine first. Okay. Go. Um, one's from. I'll le- just do the first name. I never know if people really want their last name read or not. So, Kristen. Uh, and this has to do with our EBC thing. That actually got us a lot of email. That that seemed to be a very touchy subject for a lot of people. So 
I have not yet posted the pictures by my Disney artist friend of the these revved up ECBs and all of them lined up getting ready to race in the morning. Uh, hopefully soon I'll have that posted. I just want to put watermarks on them before I put them up because he'll freak out if I don't. Sure. Is, uh, hey there, Greg. Long-time listener and just listened to the podcast where you had a run-in with the non-handicapped person in the ECV. I totally feel your pain, and you were totally in the right in your reaction. I'm in a wheelchair and have gone to Disneyland many times. I myself had many run-ins with people abusing the wheelchair and ECV privileges. The fact that the guy shouted, we're handicapped, we have more rights, should have been anybody's guess that these people were liars. I have many encounters where people blatantly abuse their privileges, and it is so true you can't approach them. People have given me plenty of crap for cutting in line, cutting in the front of the line, but a larger person in an ECV gets the same rights, same with strollers. I feel that these ECVs and strollers are not wheelchairs. Disney has told me that they can do nothing about it, and it is crap. I have had people yell at me about cutting in the front, and I've had people give me crap at shows where they feel I blocked their views. I don't take crap people might give out about your reactions. I don't get. I don't take the crap people might give you about your reactions. Sorry, I read that wrong. From a true handicap perspective, I feel you were in the right. Keep covering this much ignored subject because nobody else seems to talk about it, Kristen. Um, so that was very nice, and thank you. I, I, I got some other ones uh, along those lines that maybe now I don't even have or moved into another folder. Um, I think that was because Lou Mangiello is all the glad handy we've already talked about. So go ahead and read yours, and I'll double-check because I wanted to make sure we, we got Kristen's because as a person who actually needs a wheelchair yeah. on ECB, mm-hmm. it's a much different perspective, and I, I feel her pain because she's probably also looked at like she's cheating or something. Mean, she's yeah. cheating because um, yeah, no, it's, it's not always obvious that you need one. That's sometimes when I see a handicap placard and I look at somebody, I'm thinking, okay, wait, give them, give them the benefit of the doubt first. Let's see what you know because sometimes you just don't know. Uh, but when it's obvious, like these people were, it's it's um, it's just it's a crime, really. I, I can't put it any other way. Also, go ahead with yours. It's it's a short. It's a kind of a, it's a request actually. And it's a request to a lady. I talk for. It's from a lady named Mary, and Mary asked us, "How about an episode going around Disneyland and getting interesting interviews with cast members?" Hmm. And yeah, um, you know, I'd like to do that. I don't think Disney would like us to do that. No. I, Somehow, Jeff, you know, he just kind of struck up. I think a conversation got to know some guy, and they, they kind of see. It depends uh, on who you who you end up, you know, chatting with. For example, our last trip to Disneyland, where we were recording, the the, the supervisor girl that gave us our reride pass, she might she strikes me as a type that might be willing to chat about certain things. Yeah, but yeah, she didn't know she was being recorded. Correct, <laughs> but you know, you could tell from the personality type, right? Whereas the other supervisory dude we walked up to and asked, hey, you know, anything you know, and he, you know, immediately reaches up to his ear and says, oh, we don't know for sure. He came came across a personality type who'd rather not deal with. No, he came, well, yes. You see my point? I got, I got the more of the impression is he would never be, would never want to be called to the mat for making a decision. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of the way I got it. All right. Um, well, you know what? I got, 
I, I have two possibilities. I, Ray being one of them, he might come on. I'll, well, I'll have to ask him. Uh, my former Imagineer friend, Dell, Dell is actually going to come on my podcast. What? He's an Imagineer. Why would I bring him on my cast? I have an Imagineering show. Yeah, Did you forget? You Imagineering again, so you don't forget. Imagineering is about the way you want to do it, not about the way it was done. That is correct. Why would you want to go on your show and have you rip some of the stuff you might have worked on? Because you know, I guess maybe since you haven't listened to my shows, you're not clear. It's not necessarily. See, here's my thing. I don't think Imagineering or the Imagineers are necessarily at fault. My fault lies with management. And, and budgeting. No budget. N- you know, uh, no buck, no buck Rogers. <laughs> uh, you know, if you get the assignment to do DCA, you do the best you can with the money you're given. Is it a crappy park? Well, it's definitely not the best, but I bet you for the money they were given, we're, we're probably should be happy it's as good as it is. Uh, it's my guess. You know, so we ended up with Superstar Limo. God, you got to feel sorry for the guy who's in charge of that, because is it really his fault if he was given this, you know, criteria? Because this looks like one of those kind of corporate rides. We want a ride that does this. You ever heard of the the um, the definition of a camel is, or what a camel is? Hmm. It's a racehorse designed by a committee. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. Superstar limo looks like an attraction designed by a committee. We need an attraction that puts every face of all the people we have on contract for TV, our latest movies, and needs to be a dark ride, needs to hold so many people, uh, needs to be cheesy. We don't want to spend a lot of money. And they got what they got. You know, uh, I've seen what the Imagineer wrote about doing the Leave a Legacy at Epcot. Not what he wanted to design. His ideas were turned down. He was given direction which way they wanted to go. I can't blame him. I can blame management where they went. It almost makes you want to, you know, wonder what John Hinch and uh, hmm. Marty Scolar and you know if if they lost uh, their pull or they just ignored it and figured they were old timers and be gone soon enough. Who? I mean, I don't want to cast any aspersions their way because they're they're definitely legends, but you know maybe they were more in figurehead type positions that didn't really have any real say. I, I don't know. So I hate to cast any bad light on those guys, but I I don't blame Imagineers necessarily. I blame management. So so he he wants to come on. He'll tell you some funny stories. You, you'll think I shouldn't give things away, but you think Disney had it figured out, or Imagineering. They, they really knew what they were doing. And he can tell you stories of how they were the most disorganized organization you've ever seen. So anything can tell you why his story would be much better than mine, but uh, so so uh, blah blah. I, I, I can't. Uh, we didn't talk about Adam's emails, but maybe we should save that. That's the one about the. I mean, I can answer in a few seconds. The old DV. Are you sure? DVC thing. Go yeah, ahead. What's our What's our time now so far? Okay, we are at. One hour thirteen, and we no, want to. We're, ah, we're fine. We're fine. Well, okay, Let's, but remember, you know, one hour and a half is about our max for not having bandwidth problems. Okay, well, I'll, I'll make it okay. Uh, see, that's part two. He gave us three emails, so I gotta get to part two. DVC. 
Idea Guy Part 2. Where's... Well, was this Part 1? Okay, yes, looks like close enough to Part 1. Hey, brother! You two have the best D-cast out there, and IMW is just as good. I have listened to all yours and do not think you have had a DVC show yet. And for those who haven't figured that out yet, Disney Vacation Club. I am surprised that neither you are DVC members. I think it would be very helpful and interesting if you two would prepare an in-depth podcast that would explore the question, would buying into the DVC be a smart thing to do for a family or couple who plan on visiting the Disney parks at least once a year? For reference, you might wish to call the Disney sales office and order the free hardcover book that lists the point spreads and all the concrete info for perspective and serious inquisitors. Please touch on the reselling possibilities, and you could ask the Disney DVC salesperson about what they say are the negatives about going through a reseller. Hope to hear this idea soon on the air, and thanks for all the great shows, Adam, blah, blah, blah. Now, for one, Adam, because I'm going to read your other two before we actually answer these things, when you ask for an in-depth podcast, if you've listened to all of our shows, I'm not sure we've ever done anything (laughs) in-depth. Show prep is about two minutes before the show. But given that, I actually have, before you ever wrote this email, done a little bit of checking around because I would love to be a DVC member. I bought another timeshare, which I've never used. and Why not? I just... I thought I would. It's been inconvenient where I've wanted to go, and you know you have to book ahead. It's, mine's a point system, sort of like the DVC. It's it's not about what time of year. It's about how many points you're willing to spend or the time of year you stay at different places. Uh, for instance, I'm probably going to end up using it for Vegas in November for bowling, but I need to wait. Unless I want to guarantee a week, I need to wait till within 60 days of going, so I can only go for a two-day period. You know, it's all these weird you know restrictions, and I've rolled over points one year and bank some and all that. And you can trade out to RCI and all that, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I just haven't had the opportunity. I've been going to Disney World, and uh, the only thing I can trade for out of RCI out there is in celebration, and it looks like a motel, so I'm not interested. Okay, now, DVC for you and me, addendum, question mark. This is another one from Adam. Regarding this previously submitted suggestion, I also wanted to let you know on the Internet a couple of people have prepared a very thorough financial analysis, which you should be able to find rather easily. Hey, brother, you two have the best... Yeah, okay, we did that already. (laughs) Actually, the rest of the email, I believe, is the same one as the previous one. And yet, the idea guy part two. Hey, I would also love to hear a show discussing in high detail the difference... What the different time and line saving tour plans found in the outstanding unofficial guide? A few years ago, I used a plan on a solo trip for, to all four parks. I will admit it was not in any way the busy season, and I was there, but I did well. For example, I did every single attraction and show at the Magic Kingdom by 12 p.m. A lot of exclamation points. I did carefully choose the days I should go to each park with the guide's best days for each park plans and hope you could address this part of that book recommendations as well. Sorry for being chatty Kathy. <laughs> that's quite all right, Adam. Obviously, you enjoy Disney and you enjoy our show, and that's what it's all about. Here's my DVC answer, and Mike can chime in if he wants to. I know Mike had, and I had communicated a few times about DVCs. <sighs> Here's my negative to going straight to Disney. They're only selling one place now. Everything else is sold out. I think Saratoga, Saratoga Springs, I think, is the only one offering new, Correct. Uh, new ones. All the other properties are sold out. So 
there's the negative. The positive is when you buy through Disney, you can finance through Disney, I believe, or whoever they're using as a finance company. So that would be a positive. Uh, negative, super expensive compared to my other timeshare, which has you know, three resorts in San Francisco, one in San Diego, one in Anaheim, one in Oregon, one in Nevada, blah, blah, blah. Disney's got, of course, the resorts at the Magic Kingdom. They've got um, Hilton Head, and I forgot which other one. Okay. And it's very expensive compared to a lot of other timeshares out there. So, now, buying from a reseller. I was checking into a reseller and did a little email correspondence about a particular property that looked good to me. It came with a lot of points. Um, my positive thing on a reseller would be if you can find the smoking deal, you yeah can you can get Jump a property on. that's got a lot of points ready now some of them you might have to use almost as soon as you purchase which that's a great reason to have to go to, to Disney World the downside is it's a cash deal so at least in my experience from the one DVC the big one you find for um, um, the Disney DVCs out there it's a you know I say it's a cash deal so you know go borrow against your house go to the bank. I mean, they're not cheap usually, especially if they've got any any days left on them. So that's my two cents on uh, DVC. I would love to have one, but it would have to be either Boardwalk or um, Yacht and Beach Club. Those are the only yeah, two I'm interested in. I like properties. those two. It's just because of the location. If I'm yeah, going to buy one, right, you're going to use it. Right behind Epcot. <laughs> damn good location. Yeah. Okay, so now. Um, You'll finally give us our. No, no, no. we got one last question for him. Um, I've never read the unofficial guide. So I couldn't give you any ideas about line, time and line savings. You know, I'm not... Okay, uh, Some people disagree with me. I'm not really an anal planner on my trip to Disney World. I like to be somewhat spontaneous. Now, with that said, because I got the, the dining plan on my last trip and this trip, if you want to dine at Define Dining, you really need to res make reservations. So basically what I do is I look at extra magic hours, and I try to plan somewhat around those. For instance, I want to see the Animal Kingdom at night. The Animal Kingdom is usually closed before it gets dark. I want to see the park after dark. I'm going to the Animal Kingdom on a day that I can stay late. There's no dining at that park anyway, so big deal. But you know, I want to see illumination, so say, okay, I'm going to be trying to eat at uh, the Crown and Pub. I've got to make plans for that. So I know basically what park I'm going to be in, and then I know where my reservations to eat at. But I don't have any particular plan. i got to run to Fantasyland before, you know, 12 to get on dark rides. And I move into Adventureland. I like to be a little more spontaneous than that. And, again, I picked up the, the unofficial guide. And I'm not going to say it's a bad book. But as I flipped through it, nothing leaped out. I used to be a Birnbaum exclusive guy. I kind of dropkicked those because I'm a huge Passporter fan now. And as God, as many times as I said that, that they, I think they owe me some some royalty because I know I sold <laughs> a few books. Uh, I love the Passporter; it's a it's a great resource. And so that's my two cents and my chatty Kathy about the unofficial guide and solo tripping and um, all that stuff. So, yes, on to my uh, information. Big, big news, yeah. <sighs> this is big news. It's scary news, and it's. Not Richard this time. It's it's a deeper source that I've been cultivating by going to the park once or twice a week. Uh, this has to do with what's the guy's is it Paul, is it Paul Greer? Is that the new guy's Ed name? Ed Greer. Ed Greer. 
Ed Greer's got a long history with Disney. And if you look at what his history is about, it's going to kind of tell you where this is going. And music radio on the DPN actually had something correct. I don't mean that badly, but he has mentioning lately that he's disappointed with the new logo they're using for the movies. Have you, have you seen Pirates? Yes. You've seen the brand new logo. It's no longer Sleeping Beauty's castle, is it? No. No, it's Cinderella's, Cinderella's castle. castle. Okay. I've been told by cast members at Disneyland that their checks now say that it's coming from Walt Disney World. Their HR is Walt Disney World. Uh, we, we have known for a long time that the resort has got far more um, coverage than Disneyland. It's not the right word, but there seems to be a lot of favoritism out to the, the resort. Sure. Okay, fine. It is a resort. It, it, it takes a lot more to get things done, and that's the vacation kingdom of the world, all that stuff. Now, prior to Ed's work as a liaison to... Tokyo Disneyland, I believe he was at Walt Disney World. And yes. I be- believe a lot of what his duties were, what I'm getting is correct, was working with the lessees and the sponsors. He's like an ace in, let's say, client relationship with sponsors and getting sponsors and keeping sponsors and you know getting the money and working with those kind of people. Okay. okay. So then he goes to Tokyo, and he's he's now representing a franchise. You know, we don't control the park, but there are strict rules of the franchise. You know, our Imagineers still design the rides. Uh, we send white folk over to be face people because they don't actually use uh, the locals because Cinderella is not Asian; she's white. Yeah. So yep. we send white face characters. So we, we're very involved with the park, but we don't own it. Okay. Um, Disney has been complaining for a while about the overhead to run Disneyland. And a lot of the cost is in uh, and the employees, of course, the unions they have to deal with. And there's a lot of hassles to run Disneyland and the overhead cost of running oh, the attraction. Oh, oh, I see where this is going. Oh, no. You, do, do you? Or have you figured it out? Am Are they out, They're going to outsource everything? What, they're gonna, they're what, gonna, this, yeah, what this inside source is saying is they would be willing to sell the say the management of Disneyland to an outside amusement company like let's say Cedar Park, Six Flags. <sighs> Disney would keep control. It'd be it'd be a sort symbiotic like, relationship like sort Tokyo. of like Tokyo. Right. They don't. They no longer have to. Well, you know, as a military comparison, it's like the the civil servants that worked. A lot of times jobs were eliminated from the military because it's cheaper to pay another company to take care of that work for you. You don't have to yeah. deal with the HR, the health and what, you know, pay their insurance, all this. This is all by the, the management company now. So on that line, what I'm, they didn't say this, but what, they, what I got as an inference, Magic Mountain is rumored to be up closing sale. down or up for well, sale because they, wanted, sale to de- they yeah. want to develop it possibly. So Six Flags might be looking for a property to manage. Holy cow. Okay. No way. Disneyland managed by Six Flags? Well, <laughs> whoever it is, Cedar Point. I mean, they've screwed up. Is it Cedar Point? 
Cedar, Cedar Fair is I think Cedar Fair is the name of the company. I am totally yeah. raped and pillaged uh, Nosberry Farm. It's it's a far cry from what it used to be. So that's Ed Greer coming in would be that this is what he's trained for over the years and what he's done, sponsors, money, all that stuff. And that's you know, a serious uh, that's a serious bit of news. Yeah, and it's not just from the average, you know, punk on the street at Disneyland, the guy chewing gum, hustling you through the ride. Um, so, I've been cultivating this source for a while. Very interesting. Makes you wanna makes you wanna what, turn up a freaking management company pretty quick, doesn't it? Uh, it make me wish that there was actually individual stock for Disneyland, so it can plummet to the ground. You can buy it all up, and then when they figure yeah. out the mistake, you know, what do they call that? Is it a not a push. There's there's a name for that when you you know you have the you know the sell marker on your stock so you, you don't lose your shirt and then when it goes down to the bottom you can then rebuy and it uh. climbs back up. I forgot there's a term for uh. that. But anyways, That's... Uh, so something to keep your eye out for and what's going on uh, around the parks that would obviously allow uh, Disney World to be totally focused on Disney in Paris. Uh, wow. Because, I mean, when you think about it, look at all these changes that have all references to, to Walt Disney World. I mean, even even though it's Disneyland's 50th, didn't you feel like they were almost yeah, pushing... Ev- everyone was horning in on it, yeah. Well, but, yeah, but it was like, come to Disney World to celebrate the 50 years of theme parks. They get four new, well, not really attractions. They get four new... They get m- new experiences. Stuff. Two, yeah. wait, experiences. Two shows, the stunt show and the Cind- uh, Cinderella Bration. Is that what it was called? The, yeah, yeah, the, it was cheesy. Dumb okay. show at the. Yeah. I gotta say that's something I've never really totally cared for at Disney World was the stage in the front of the castle, because when it's not, when no shows going on, it's just kind of this big empty platform looking area. It just looks dumb. Yeah, I've never cared for that. Um, but they get Soren. Which is an awesome attraction, so good for them. They get a great attraction. They get the stunt show. Uh, they get the Cinderella. So, yeah, yeah, we know uh, what you mean. And w- what's the fourth one? What, Everest. What, no, Everest wasn't part of that. They brought they brought shows or attractions from all around the globe. So oh. from Disneyland they got Soren. From Paris they oh well, maybe it was just three things. And from Paris they got the stunt show. And from uh, Tokyo they got Tokyo, Cinderella. They got Cinderella. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Disneyland got cleaned up, which, granted, I'm I'm happy for, but don't you think this would have been a time to, you know, build up to Discovery Bay or uh, some new thing besides Nemo and the submarines and uh, actual, you know, uh, Buzz Lightyear and Tomorrowland. Uh, you know, granted, Space Mountain got a, a great rehab. How would you... Uh, we're going to have to... Uh, you know, there was a disappointment. I would have liked to have seen Space Mountain, what it was rumored to be, putting a loop in it and all kinds of crap. You know, it's like, it's the same exact Space Mountain. The cars have been, you know, improved, but it goes the same speed. It's the same track layout. Uh, everything's the same. We're gonna right to down s- to the cookie that they swear is not a cookie. The yeah. Imagineers swear it's not a cookie. <laughs> it sure looks like a cookie. We're going to have to devote a show to the possibility of Disneyland being outsourced. You know, and that's that's, that's that is 
you know, it's it's not an uncommon thing in the business world today because it really cuts down the cost of running a business and you throw it into, you know, groups that's, you know, companies that specialize in, in management. I'm not saying this is a great thing. In fact, no, no. it scares the living hell out of me. But, yeah, but we, um, we, need to, we need to spend more than five minutes talking about this. Yes, we do. And we're at, what, probably about an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half? An hour and a half. Yeah, so we should be cutting, you know, cutting this show off here, I think. And yeah. Whoa, excuse me. I'm sorry. Gosh, what what did you eat? Did you eat something? Uh, no, no, I've been you're, you're drinking you're Diet Pepsi. I, no adult beverages tonight, just a Diet Pepsi. Just backing up on oh. you? Just drinking too much of it. Just All right. Too much carbonation. Well, there you go. Um, well, let's run down the housekeeping stuff, and then we can sign off and let people uh, digest ponder. that. Yeah, news. yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, because you know, uh, next week we're not going to have anything new. I mean, we're, you're not going to get the. That'll be the rest we, of our conversation with Earl. So. Uh, that'll that'll probably post like Sunday or Monday. Well, well maybe Saturday back from night. Your your, yeah. your little yes uh, trip, little jaunt. Okay. And so you know, a week from today at our normal recording time, we can delve back into the outsourcing thing. Okay. Well, housekeeping. I'm going to be at Walt Disney World in 17. Days. What's the time? Oh, I'd be like 16 days and 11 hours now, I think, till I'll <laughs> leave. Uh, August 26th through September 1st. So uh, look for me. I'm the good-looking guy. <laughs> I'll be wearing I, uh, IMW shirts probably. No mice cast gear? I, ha- I haven't ordered one yet. Well, come on. You know what we need to do is we need to make a shirt that has both logos on it. So I can advertise for both shows. Okay. When when we go offline, I have to tell I talk to you about something about that. So. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to get um, no no no, no on here. No no no. That's all right. Okay. Just, we don't want to bore people with that. Um, no 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 details. So my email is greg at micecast.com. Mike's is mike at micecast.com. Our voicemail is what Mike. Two zero six six hundred mice two zero six six zero zero six four two three. Send us email, send us voicemail. We enjoy hearing from the listeners. As you can tell, every once in a while, we'll read everyone's mail and answer your questions. And we also can be found at www.micecast.com and at blogspot.micecast.com. Oh no, micecast, micecast.blogspot.com. That's where you go if you want to hear the old shows. Which hey, and by recommend. the way, I, I usually would not beg, or it's not. This is not a beg, but <laughs> um, a lot of us podcasters. And this goes for all the podcasters on the DPN and the other Disney podcasts there's out there. Um, we enjoy seeing the iTunes reviews, hopefully good ones. And if there is some negative, try to be uh, constructive. constructive about it because we'd like to correct things. If you know, if you don't like to hear the f bombs, and you don't mind the shits and dams and hells. <laughs> Uh, say that, you know, in whatever nice ways you can say it. Because, you know, we you don't purposely sit here and just want to swear. Uh, cuss and swear. Sometimes it just, you know, pops out. Uh, yes, Mike is a sailor and speaks like one. Uh, so I am the more refined type. Yeah, the that's it. He's in the educated Air Force. We don't speak like that. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> there's my speech tick again. Please leave us an iTunes review because um, we'd like to read them too. So. That's that's my one little request. Okay, good. We, we must pimp my uh, my show. 
a third time. MyWay.com. Yeah, we can't can't let people forget that. I've been scanning a lot. I haven't got a whole lot of new stuff. I got a couple of videos on there, and of course my wife's book. Hey, get this, Mike. I didn't tell you about this, and this is worth on the air stuff. You know, she got published, and you probably still have not ordered her Correct. book. I bet. Correct. Oh, yeah. I haven't read it yet. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hammered for that. But I told her once it was published, I'd do it, and I still haven't done it. Yeah. So i got to get to that with all these podcasts and things. But anyways, she was on, I forgot which websites, uh, she was the number one book for two weeks. Really? Which was, yeah, which was cool, but she just got bumped out at number one. Guess who beat her out? Uh, Dean I'm... Koontz. Huh. So if you got to be beat out by someone, uh, and I was talking... Who was I talking? Oh, I was talking to a guy in the reproduction field I know today, uh, or reprographics. <laughs> reprographics. Um, uh, he says, "Oh, I know where he lives. Want me to take him out?" I was like, "No, no, I, this is a good thing. It's it's nice to be knocked out by someone someone has heard, no, yeah. heard of. You know, it's uh, to be compared. I guess it's almost like being compared to that caliber of a, an author. So that was kind of cool." Um, so he has a new podcast, by the way. They're pretty funny, like seven, eight minutes long, nothing in depth. He seems pretty, like, pretty funny guy. So that I think that's it. I think we should cool. say good night. Um, All right. Unless you have any last bits nope. of information, when are you going to Florida to let people De- know? December. And just in December when Mouse Fest is Correct. on. Correct. And I'm going to be back out there for Mouse Fest and Pod Fest and the uh, yeah. any other fest we can probably fest about. <laughs> So. A festivus for the rest of us. A festivus. Yes, it will be festivus time. We should get a festivus poll. Uh. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> On that note, good night. Good night. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners.